0: Welcome to our study of God's Word. Today, I want to be looking at a rather interesting topic, and that is Satan. It's quite the abused topic. Lots of movies out there that really twist the subject. There's even a TV show coming out this fall. So you really need to be well-grounded in what the Bible has to teach about Satan. Men and other people, movies, whatever, can teach us about Satan. But there's only one place you're going to get the truth, and that's found in God's Word. In the beginning, God created all the angels, Satan being one. In the beginning, Psalm 148, verse 2 to verse 5, his angels, his hosts, the sun, the moon, the light, all of these he commanded and they were created. Job backs this up in 38, 4 and 7. When, in, Where were you in, when I laid the foundations of the earth and the sons of God shouted for joy? We don't know exactly when in that seven-day period when God created the world that He created the angels. But we know that's when they came into being, not before. Colossians chapter 1, verse 16 states that Christ, through Him, all things were created, visible or invisible. Uh, principalities, dominions, powers, all these things were created by Him. So that's where we see the angels being created. And they were created for a purpose. Now this is very important to get a hold of. They were created to help God help us. In Matthew chapter 18, 10, if there was ever uh, verses concerning uh, guardian angels, the angels, Jesus said, constantly behold their Father's face who is in heaven. That's their proper abode. Why? Because they're waiting for God to give them instructions to come down to earth and do what they need to do and to come right back up. Jesus says in John chapter 1 verse last, you will behold angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man by the authority of Christ. Angels are able to work in this world. In Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14, are they not all ministering spirits, speaking of the angels, sent out to render service for the sake of those who will, will inherit salvation? So we see they have a job. Their job is to help man, help God's will be accomplished with men. And they're here to work with us. In Revelation chapter 22, John's about to worship an angel. And what does he say to him? Don't do that. I'm a fellow servant. I'm a fellow worker of yours. Worship God. They have ability like men have ability. They have free will. Because in Jude 6, what we read here is the angels did not keep their own domain, but abandoned their proper abode. Their proper abode to be watching the face of the Father so they can serve men. They didn't want to serve men, so they, they abandoned their proper abode. They, but here's something you got to pick up on, and that's found in Job chapter 1, verse 12, and that is they need permission to harm men. Because the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power, speaking of Job, only do not put forth your hand on him. Satan departed from the presence of the Lord and then went after Job. He needed permission from God. Uh, 1 Kings 22, 20-22. to 22, God's looking for somebody to deceive Ahab. Up comes, steps forward, a, a spirit, which is probably a fallen angel. And then God allows him to go down and deceive Ahab. They need permission to take on men. Revelation 12, verse 5 shows that Jesus is entering into heaven. When Jesus enters into heaven... Revelation 12 verse 9 shows that's when the angels get thrown out of heaven. So until Jesus enters into heaven with his blood, Satan and his fallen angels have free reign to go from earth to heaven and back and forth. Because they needed to get to heaven to get permission to attack God's people. That's such an important concept to grasp. Satan's fall, well, he didn't want to work for God. He didn't want to stay in the circle and wait till God sent him down to earth to do a job. He freely came down here and God allowed him to deceive Eve, Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Um, it's interesting. God says to him in Job 1, 7, from where do you come? Satan says, from roaming about the earth, right, doing whatever I please. God's allowing him to do this. God's allowing him to do these things. Um, he stumbles in his pride, because he refuses to do what God calls him to do. Uh, talking about the, uh, the, the elders so that he will not become conceited and fall into the condemnation occurred by the devil. The devil was conceited. He th- saw himself greater than mankind and refused to serve mankind by obeying God. We ourselves need to be careful that we don't see ourselves greater than the rest of the world because we're Christian, we're forgiven, and not do what God has called us to do, and that is to reach out and to serve other people. That's following into the same condemnation that the devil fell into. He's got angels working for him. How did he deceive him? We don't know. Rev- Re- Revelation chapter 12 verse 4 simply says the dragon, uh, ha- his tail swept away a third of the stars to fall after him. They are condemned along with him. Matthew chapter 25, verse 41, says the eternal fire has been prepared for the devil and his angels. They fell into his condemnation. And now, catch this demons and angels are the same thing, right? Jesus was accused of casting out demons by the ruler of demons. Well, Jesus says, how can Satan cast out Satan? You know, it's the same guys. They're just, it's a different term used demons and, and fallen angels. Instead of of angels. Some people will teach that there's demons still running around the earth today, and the fallen angels have been taken care of. Wrong. Get with the program. Demons and angels are the same thing, and they have been taken care of, as we shall see. He's got a kingdom. Luke chapter 4 10 says, God Satan says to Jesus, God gave all of this to me, right? It's been given to me. Jesus recognized Satan's kingdom and his kingdom is kept in check, as we see in Daniel chapter 10, 2021. 20, Gabriel comes to Daniel saying, it took me a while to get here to be able to answer your prayers, but I, I was being held back by the, um, the Persian, the prince of Persia, and when Michael the archangel showed up, then he helped me. So what we see here is that angels can't be everywhere at any time, and they have restrictions. Gabriel had to wait until Michael came to help take over. And what we're seeing here is is Michael is the the protector of, of Israel, and he's making sure that Persia doesn't step out of line because God's angels are making sure Satan doesn't convince these world forces to step out of line and do things they're not supposed to do. So they're well kept in check by God as we see in Daniel chapter 10. Satan's power is nothing more than what? The fear of death. That's what he's saying in Hebrews chapter two, verse fourteen. When you're afraid to die, Satan's got you, because you'll do anything to, to, to save yourself from dying, right? And he's the father of lies, John chapter eight, verse forty-four. But when you know the truth, the truth sets you free from the lies of this world. He's the power of the air, Ephesians chapter two. He's the prince of the power of the air. Well, there is no power in the air when you think about it. Sure, we've got windmills pulling out a little bit of electricity. The only thing, power in the air that I see now is the mass media, which only continues to promote the lies that are in this world. That's about all there is. And his schemes, he's a deceiver. Genesis chapter 3, he deceived Eve. He's an accuser. Job chapter 1, verse 7 through verse 12. And he's a tempter. When he was tempting Jesus three times when he was fasting for 40 days. But here's the thing you got to get your, your head around, and that is Jesus came to defeat him. Back to Hebrews 2, 14 and 15, that through death he might render powerless him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and might free those who through the fear of death were subject to slavery all their lives. People are subject to slavery, but because of the death, burial, and the resurrection, the resurrection shows us there's life after death, so I have nothing to fear with death, that if I get washed in the blood of Christ, I'm going someplace once I die. Satan had that over top of the people. They were afraid to die because the de- death was an unknown. Jesus came, opened up the doors for us to understand, get our sins forgiven, and have confidence to live in this world and to move on. Satan's got nothing. He is what? Defeated. Again, Revelation 12, 5 to 12. When Jesus, now catch this, when Jesus entered into heaven with his blood, when he was ascended into heaven prior to the day of Pentecost, that's the day Michael and the angels threw Satan out, cast Satan down. He had a short time. Read the revelation. And that's when his angels were thrown into the abyss. Satan was left on earth. The angels were taken out of the picture. No longer could they enter into heaven and receive a permission to take on God's people. So now there was no purpose to have them around. The angels are cast into the abyss, 2 Peter 2.4 God did not spare the angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell. That's not the word for hell. It's the word Tartarus, which is the proper name for the abyss. Committed them to pits of darkness reserved for judgment. That did not happen in creation at the very beginning when he first created the angels. It did not happen at the flood. It is not recorded through the Old Testament. It happens when Jesus enters into heaven. That's when they get cast out. And that's when they are defeated. Jude Jude 6 says they didn't keep their own domain and didn't stay in their proper abode. So he has cast them into eternal bonds, darkness, waiting for the judgment day. That's where the angels are today in the abyss. Discrepancies, you might have a problem with a few. And I've heard people throw these at me. James says, resist the devil, he'll flee from you. So, don't we need to do that today? Uh, 1 Peter 5.8, the devil's a, a, Satan is a roaring lion looking for somebody to devour. And Revelation teaches we're at war with, uh, Satan's at war with the saints. So, how do you get past this? You need to have this funny little thing here that we've got on the board, and that's called a timeline. Without a timeline, you're going to be lost when you study God's word. So, look at this timeline. Jesus died in 30 A.D., not 33 A.D., he died in 30 A.D., that's when Jesus dies, then he ascends in 30 A.D., when he ascends, that's when Satan gets thrown out of heaven, and he has a short time left on earth, and his angels are cast into the abyss, 2 Peter 2:4, Jude 6, that's what they're talking about, that's when that takes place, okay, then James writes in 44, Satan's resists the devil he'll flee from because he can't do anything to us well that's true and that's in 44 Peter in 65 A.D. says he's a roaring lion he is he's still on the earth 70 A.D. destruction of Jerusalem Satan's still around 90 A.D. Revelation is we see the fulfillment of Revelation chapter 13 verse 1 that's when the dragon the devil is cutting a deal with Caesar and giving all his power and authority to Caesar Because you see, he can't get into heaven to get permission to go after God's people. So he's got to find somebody who could do his dirty work for him. So he gives everything to Caesar. And now we have the revelation, which is the persecuting power of the Romans for 200 years against the Christian. That's what it's recording. And it's not until 313 when Constantine comes down from, from England and takes out the persecuting power of the Caesars, becoming Caesar himself, and in 3.13, he writes the Edict of Milan, where in that he eliminates persecution of the church, legalizes Christianity, gives the lands back. The church has been free since that period of time. That's when Satan himself gets thrown into the abyss, chained, thrown into the abyss, sealed over. Revelation chapter 20, 1 through 3. It's sealed. He cannot get out until the end of the thousand years. Revelation 20, verse 7. That's what we're living in today. It's not literal. It's symbolic of a period of time when Satan's gone. We live with the truth, God's word, versus the lies of this world. That's what we're up against. It's a wonderful period of time. Satan's out of the picture. He's in the abyss, the bottomless pit, in free fall. Nothing to worry about. James... So where's my temptation today? James says, let no one say when he's being tempted, I'm being tempted by God. God can't be tempted by evil, and he himself doesn't tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. You're you're sinning today, it's your personal lust. Sin is custom made. What makes me sin doesn't make you sin, but what makes you sin doesn't make me sin. But I have to see to take on my personal responsibility that it's me that's making me do those things that I shouldn't be doing that God's word points out. And to take responsibility for that, confess my sins, move on, I can grow and beat this stuff. 1 Corinthians 10.13, no temptation has overtaken you. Such is common to man and God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide a way of escape so that you'll be able to endure it. The way of escape is the word of God, which tells me, don't do this and don't do that. This is the kind of attitude I need. I need to love my enemies and I will be able to endure. it. The Bible doesn't teach us how to run away. The Bible teaches how to endure the temptations that are before us. I can't beat Satan. I can't beat demons. People weren't able to do that back then. Jesus defeated them. I can beat temptation with the power of Christ, which is the gospel, the Word of God, which is inside of me, with the help of the Holy Spirit to give me understanding. I can beat temptation today and take on the responsibility because one day we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each will be recompensed for his deeds in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. No more excuses. You can't be blaming your, your, your spouse for the things that you do. You can't blame your kids. You can't blame Satan. You are responsible. That's why when you understand that Satan's been taken out, you understand that we have to be responsible. That's when we're going to grow up and be the people of God that we need to be. Quit using Satan. The devil made me do it? Not a chance. Grow up and move on. That's the lesson we need to get from here today. Thank you.